0: Hey, welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK, clinical psychologist and number one branding coach for therapists. So in today's episode, I want to continue opening up the door to my lifestyle of abundance um, while also sharing some um, more on a personal side areas in my life to help you get to know me just a little bit better. Um, So today I want to talk about being a bonus mom. Now, this is a hot topic. Another word for it is being a stepmom, but I don't really like the word step. So I want to talk about being a bonus mom and then a psychologist at the same damn time. Right? So the reason why I'm choosing this topic beyond just sharing a personal side of me beyond business is that I've hinted in multiple episodes that I am a bonus mom. I may have referenced my son my eldest son, my stepson, you know, in various ways. And I typically don't share um, much of any beyond pictures, like uh, personal information regarding this area of my life, especially on social media, just because I believe that, you know, certain things should be kept behind closed doors, you know? Um, But I want to share it with you because I know that I'm not the only one that has been through obstacles in my personal life. However, being a therapist has helped me not allow obstacles that present itself to get the best of not just my mindset but also the people around me so I want to share with you how I've been able to utilize my psychological skill set to help me implement particular reframing thinking patterns coping skills such as breathing and assertive um, communication skills while also teaching my husband the same thing and so I'm gonna say that Even though some areas within what I'm going to share with you today may have been experienced as painful emotionally, whether it be for the adult and or the child. I actually made it into my passion within my personal life and with individuals in my private practice that come in with co-parenting issues to make sure that. I'm most up to date with certain strategies, whether it be communication, co-parenting, child rearing practices, and coping strategies so that I can help not just myself, but also my clients live a lifestyle full of abundance. So let me give you some backstory into how, of course, I became a bonus mom like before marriage. So uh, me and my husband met and we actually knew each other, but didn't know each other because my best friend and his first cousin are actually in a... 15 year relationship right so I of course he has his first cousin and then I've had my best friend since I was 15 years old so I didn't even know he existed and honestly I probably have seen him before but that's a whole nother podcast episode and it's a funny one but um nevertheless I always looked at my best friend's cousins as like low-key my family so I never looked at them at all you know like oh that's just the cousins over there you know so hell I probably ran into my current husband multiple times but I didn't pay it no mind you know so um what ended up happening is when we met um when I found out that he had a son it didn't really bother me that he had a son because at that point I'm over 30 I recognize that you know the fish that's left in the water a lot of them may already have children because I'm a late bloomer in terms of me choosing to put my career first and then um have a child later and so um when we met his son was four years old I didn't know of the I'm gonna call it a situation. Like, I didn't know all the details of what it meant to have um, a co-parenting relationship, but all I knew is is that... Um, I didn't want to meet the child until we were in a committed relationship. Like that was both of our agreements when we were getting to know one another because at that point, both of the both of us are over 30. And also because I with with children for a long time, I just know how easily I get attached to kids, also how children get attached to individuals being in their life. And if something were to not work out between the two of us, that's another person he has to meet, I'm good. You know, so what ended up happening with the mom is that, there were statements made that she assumed that I guess I had met him or maybe she had made statements like, you know, she don't want any other women around her child, which is fine. You know, she has every right to feel that way. And so, um, but there were also assumptions that I had met the child and I had not. Now I remember on certain occasions because of who my best friend is and because she's with his cousin, I was always invited to family functions. But the fact of the matter is I was probably always at family functions. Hell, I just didn't know that my boyfriend now at that time was held the cousin you know what i'm saying so i had already probably been around him and the kid but i didn't I, 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 if i saw him i wouldn't have known that i ever met him okay so um there were times when for example one time when there was a family picnic and we weren't together yet i actually didn't even go with him I, he said oh you gonna go like not inviting me i said well yeah my best friend invited me, you know? And so he was like, all right, cool. I see you there. You know, because we were still living our own life. We actually were dating other people and we were starting to date each other and then they fell off. So um, I actually set up my own tent with my best friend. My best friend family came. Some of my other friends came. He was with his family. He came over and spoke to me without his son. His son was with other family members. I think his son may have saw that he was walking over to me, but hell, he didn't know who I was. And we liked it that way. Because again, I don't even want him his son to know that another person exists because it may not make sense in his world. Because what I believe that happens to a lot of little kids, especially if they don't even understand that their parents are co-parenting because their parents may be around each other a lot, is that most kids have a ideal story that if their parents don't live together, eventually they will live back together one day. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't going to be the person that's going to kill that vibe for that kid because hell, I don't even know where this relationship is going. So there were a lot of assumptions made that I was around the child okay so like I said he was four years old now there came a point where we both agreed now now that we're in a committed relationship and we actually cohabitated and we decided to move in with one another that then she she should meet me because my belief again being a psychologist that I am working with children seeing the best interests of a child but also just being a mature adult I believe that when I become a parent If for whatever reason my child has to go over anybody's house, I need to meet. That's just how I was raised. I need to meet the other parent that's going to be caring or being around my child because that that person does have an influence around my child. So there were some dramatic requests. I'll just leave it at that. With demanding that they need to meet me before we were in a relationship, and we made it very clear, at least he did that, but he didn't feel like he needed to explain, which was cool with me because that was their relationship, you know, their co-parenting thing that. He didn't have to explain to her why she could not meet me, but he would just say no, which she would request it and she would demand it. And so then when we got into a relationship, you probably would say it's calling her bluff at this point because of what happened. But I said, all right, let's meet. So um, she kept saying no all of a sudden, right? And she was like, it's, it's not the great time. It's not a perfect time. And I'm like, why is it not a perfect time? Hell, when he has your son, he's in like he moved into my house that I had owned. Cause I bought that home actually toward the latter part of me getting a divorce. And then I ended up keeping the home. That's a personal whole nother story. Right. And so I ended up keeping the home. I refinanced it, put everything under my name. Um, and I actually co-purchased the house with the financing. Cause I had just started my career. I did it with my mom. Cause that was like a more, that's a whole nother podcast episode, but nevertheless, um, I was previously married. And so I had owned this home and he ended up moving into my home. And so your child is in my home. Hell, I got three bedrooms. So yeah, I got an extra one. Ain't nobody in there. It's a guest room. So I guess it's going to be a bedroom when you come over. Because I don't believe in like co-sleeping unless you like an infant or something. And so, and, and apparently he was co-sleeping from what I understand with his mom. So that was, so we had to teach him how to sleep by himself. So, um, nevertheless, um, there was a family birthday party of another child on his side. And so I went to the birthday party and to be honest, because of the toxicity of what was said and delivered to me third party about how she felt about the relationship, (laughs) I decided that I don't want to go to this birthday party by myself because the other women that were at this party were also previously friends with her and I just felt like being women and women sometimes being petty I didn't know what I was walking into so to protect myself not saying that I get down like that you know what I'm saying but I don't want to put myself in a position where I just feel like I'm by myself because my husband also is going to be with his cousins and I'm going to be sitting there by myself I ain't got no kids they're gonna be with the kids so because my best friend you know was close to my husband or whatever or boyfriend at the time I said can you guys just bring your Kids to the party, and they were like, for sure, like they already knew what was going down. They were like, ain't nothing gonna happen, you know. But and I'm telling you like real life stuff because I don't want you to think that everything is all peaches and cream because I'm a psychologist. Like, don't get it twisted, real life still happens, you know. What I'm saying, and these are things that again, I don't talk about in front of other people. And so, um, we end up going to the party. Now, she was actually supposed to go to the party, so my plan was, oh, well, let's just tell her we're gonna talk after the party, at least just to introduce you know, us to one another, like we ain't got to like talk, talk, you know, we can schedule that, but at least know who your child is around. At least he'll see me in real life, you know? So, uh, so she ended up telling the son that she was coming to the party and then and she told us she was coming. But then when we did the, you know, my, my boyfriend go picks the child up and then there's, a, there's the exchange <laughs> due to custody. Um, when he got in the car, he said, Oh, my, my mama not coming to the party. And I'm like, what? So I'm like, why are you four telling us this? Four or five telling us this. So I'm like, all right, that sucks. So um, she ended up not coming. And our belief, this could be an assumption, but our belief was maybe it could have been too much. That now comes, the, that's why I call it a bluff. Now comes the time where it, it, it you've been like saying for months, like four to five months, I need to meet her. I need to meet her. Like I heard her say it like on speakerphone, like I better meet her or whatever. And he was like, no. But then there comes a time where he says yes and I say I'm open to it. And then it's like, oh, I can't make it. I'm like, nah, you can't all of a sudden make it to the birthday party. Like something else is up, but whatever. We move on. We have a good time. There were things that happened and was said in my face and body language that was observed at the birthday party that did not make me feel comfortable. But I'm so glad that my friends were there. And so I just ignored it. And I was the mature person and had a good time at the party. Then we left the party. Of course, it was drop off time because my husband only had him for that one Sunday that weekend. So we dropped him off and I, my husband didn't know what I was about to do, but I just did it. Cause I said, you know what? Um, I'll say an F word, but I'm like, bump all this, like this immature shit. You know what I'm saying? Like if your son is coming to my house, he can dress at my house. he's spending the night at my house. You need to meet me. This is hella immature. You know what I'm saying? So when she showed up, it was me I felt like it was another person in the car, maybe his brother, um, me, my boyfriend and my husband now and the son. So when he was about to do the exchange, you know, I got out the car and he was like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to introduce myself. And he was like, Oh my God. I said, I'm mature. I'm good. I'm, I'm not here to cause any problems. So I um stood there and I said, Hi, my name is TK Takeisha. And I extended my hand out. She shook my hand, but as she shaking my hand, politely, she looked at him, rolled his eyes, and she said, Did he tell you that I'm not ready to um meet you right now? This is not the right time. I wanted to choose a different day. And then she started going off on him, but I felt like low key she going off on me, but she did not, so I'm not gonna say anything. And I said, Well, he did tell me that you said, Not right now, but I also understand that you've been asking to meet me for a couple of months. And it's just my belief as a woman, but not the mother of your child, that you should know who your child is in the presence of. That's just my belief. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if if this ain't the right time, it's good. But I at least wanted you to know who I was. She was like, okay, well, i see you. You know, kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, well, it was, you know, and I'm being the bigger person. I said, you know, it was nice to meet you. Of course, I could have been sarcastic. You know, I'm sarcastic down the line on a couple of other occasions, but not too many because... I never want to bring myself, if you're hearing me and you are in this situation, whether you're a mother or a, a father, never bring yourself down to the level of the other person. And if she hears this podcast, good for her, because now she'll know my tactics as to why I was doing what I was doing. And hopefully at this point, four or five years later, she can understand why I wasn't responding. You know what I'm saying? And so I did that introduction. So, um, I believe that yes, we need to have very mature conversations. So, that gives you a long context. Um, I didn't think I was going to give that much detail, but that gives you a context of how we started, right? So, her belief was that it was never a good time. And that story just continued and continued to the point where we still, to this day, never sat down and talked. And this is, he's nine. Right. So three skills that helped me become a great bonus mom, because now we're married. Okay. Is that one, I saw him as my child, but I made sure to help her through certain statements and him understand I'm not trying to take his mother's place on any means necessary, you know, right. So my understanding too, from us doing premarital counseling, one part of it in church is I love the way my Bishop coined it is that, um, we don't have a stepson. We just stepped into a new situation, a new, um, Uh, season in our life. Okay. And I love that. Um, so some of the things that I did to see him as my own is that I never had a goal to treat him differently. Um, if any concerns were to come up, I would treat him as my own. Now, one of the big concerns that I expressed to my husband and it ended up happening, which I'll, again, since I'm, um, disclosing, um, to me teachable moments that I believe a lot of clinicians go through and we never talk about it because we're always catering to the, um, fixing other people's problems. Right. But I want to, speak to those therapists who got this own shit going on in your own life and nobody's there to speak to you about it I'm gonna be that voice for you so I'm gonna start opening up a lot more in other podcast episodes okay and this may be the month of that series so One of the concerns that I had is that I was afraid that the lifestyle that I see for myself and that I saw for us expanding our family and having more children, um, there would become eventually maybe an issue because maybe the child will see that there's a difference between what he's able, let's just say, to participate in and what what he's not able to participate in, I should say, and what the other kids are. So based off of the co-parenting obstacles that were presenting itself in the first couple of years of our relationship and marriage, is I viewed I, I like to travel. So um there and the reason why I always bring up travel to my husband is that those were the areas of our relationship where there were a lot of issues related to her saying no. Okay. Um, and even though she didn't have the right to say no, because as long as he gave her a, a, a notice of saying that we were going out of town and as long as it was not crossing state lines during the school year and, and during the summer or during the one week breaks, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, if we were, or Christmas more so or spring break, cause they're both weeks. Um, if we wanted to take him out of town during that time, we could, but he had to let her know like a month in advance or something in writing. And so I had, I had uh, told him, you know, I grew up in a family where like I was 10 years old. My grandmother worked for the, um, airlines. One of our family members were in the service and they were stationed in Hawaii. My grandmother and my mom got my homework. They took me out of school on Thursday and Friday. I did my homework. I turned it in when I got back and I went out of town in the middle of a week. Like it's not a big deal. And if I want my child to miss a day or two out of school, it's not a big deal. But unfortunately, he can't do that because of the co-parenting stipulations. So I just told him, we need to just mentally prepare for the day where he asks us, why can't I go? And depending on his age and how he's responding in communication, I we will have to respond to him in a particular way where we may say, you know, you're in school. <laughs> or like now we actually tell him, if there is a situation, go ask your mom. Because if it is a situation where there was a no and it was maybe during a time where maybe she had him, but it was a time where, hell, that's the only time we can go on vacation. Like when I, one of the episodes that I talked about, like living an abundant lifestyle is, you know, I go to a lot of conferences throughout the year. And so when I travel, I tend to make those traveling episodes, um, or, you know, uh, trips into family trips. Now, sometimes they're not only in the summer. So if I wanted him to go to New York in April, he can't, but if I wanted him to go or my husband wanted him to go, we would have to. Get you know technically, like she would have to say yes, you know, because it's during her time and it's during the school year. So those are stipulations. So I just had concerns that when we start expanding our family, that he would start to see a difference between, in his eyes, how he how he's treated and how the other child is treated, and that end up happening. But I'll I'll give you examples in another episode to also share with those of you who are parents how to share with bonus children how. You want them to participate, but due to other obstacles, they cannot and how to say that in child friendly terminology. OK, um, now the second tip beyond seeing him as my child is that I also had a high level of empathy that I still have to today. Now, my empathy go as far as um you know understanding that it's hard to go back and forth between two homes cuz that means that he has to shift his behavior cuz we all have different parenting styles and he has i'm going to say multiple family units so he has like me and his dad he has his mom and his stepdad he has his grandparents he has our parents you know what i'm saying and then he has i think uncles and aunts that help take care of him and so there's different people that have different parenting styles and all of that influences how he behaves how he may think he can get away with stuff and i believe it can be very confusing for a child, but then at the same time, an expectation that we ha- or that I choose to teach him is that at a particular age, you do have to start learning how to. Unfortunately, though, adapt to going back and forth because this is your life. No, no child's life is perfect. You know, what I'm saying it's just that you were dealt a different deck of cards. So all of our parenting styles are different. And then one of the empathy issues that we had, but we overcame it, is that he didn't know what he was supposed to call me. And so initially, we tried the mom thing. I didn't ever tell him to call me mom. He tried it and it just fell off. And I'm like, I'm cool with it. So my belief is that you'll call me what you're comfortable with calling me. And so he calls me TK, but I find that when other people ask him, at least when he was younger, when we first got married, who I was, he had a hard time saying it. So I would just say, I'm his dad's wife. I'm his stepmom. And he will be like, yeah, that's my stepmom. Um, And then depending on, it, it was interesting, depending on where we were and who asked him, then he would say mom. And I noticed that when he was in my home, um, because that's a whole nother level of thinking because of the way that I live my life, it was just on a new level. I'll just leave it at that. Um, he would be very excited to then say, I was his mom or stepmom mom, because he was able, which we've had to work with him on this to low key show off certain things in the house I'll just leave it at that because you know how kids are but it was on a whole new level Um, and then also I empathize with him because he was often in the middle or maybe he felt like he was in the middle because of obstacles that maybe his mom and his dad were going through at the time so empathy was a big one Um, now the last one a tip if you are a bonus parent and mom is um and her dad too is communication. Now this is the most, probably the most important part. So I helped because I'm his partner. I helped my husband breathe. I helped him meaning, um, adopt certain coping skills, which meant that if he felt a particular way based off of how he may have felt like she was coming at him, or, um, maybe I felt like, you know, you weren't responding well either. I would give him effective feedback, constructive feedback. Um, I would even go so far as to be very blunt and say, nah, you are wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how we talk. And um, But I would tell him, like, don't respond right now. Like, take a break. Don't respond at all right now. Respond tomorrow. It's not urgent. And I was able to teach him those things. Um, now, as far as communication, there were times where he would have a hard time verbalizing what he really needed to articulate because he was more mad. So I would then talk to him and say, all right, how are you about to respond to this situation? And he was like, "Uh," you know, and I'm like, well, we're not going to respond that way via email, phone, or text because better believe everything is recorded. Y'all still got a a court agreement. So this is how you can respond and then you can put it in your own words. And that's what he did. And I remember at one point she was like, I know this is her like rightness. And even the lawyer, our lawyer was like, well, that's what partners and spouses are supposed to do. They're supposed to help out their partner. And if she can help articulate it better than he can, the hell why not? Like, that's why you hired a lawyer to articulate your thoughts for court. That's why they hired me to articulate the court aspect. But hell, she good at what she do because she's a therapist. You know, I'm a therapist. And so, hell, I was writing reports all day long for clients. And so, yeah, I'm going to help him out. So again, to recap, the three skills that helped me to be a great bonus mom in that, in our situation is to see him as my child, because I want him to understand that he is not a step anything yet. He is part of his family. Unconditionally, we love him. I love him. Um, I was able to see things from an empathy perspective and to understand that it's difficult to go back and forth and to be in the middle. And then communication is that I not only, asserted myself as I explained in the beginning explaining the context but that I also helped my husband understand that there's a different way to communicate and that you are to not that is a rule in our house you are to not operate out of emotion in her presence like you can do it in our house but do not do it with her because she may possibly believe that got him I got him where I want him. He pissed, you know, like, no, we're not going to show her that. Okay. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more about co-parenting, um, please leave that in the show notes as you subscribe, um, share it with, share this episode with someone that you believe needs to hear this, because again, this is not just about therapist branding and marketing, but it's also about how do I live an abundant lifestyle. And I believe that I've been through enough obstacles that I can share it with somebody and they can learn something from it. Um, so also if you want to go that extra mile snapshot of... A picture of this episode, share it on your Instagram um, stories, and then tag me in it. And also let me know your biggest takeaway. But I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And until the next one, I will see you later. Bye.